Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Well, they keep scoring in Winnipeg. Under five minutes to go in the first quarter. The Bombers have scored another touchdown. 15-yard toss. Zach Caleros to Nick Dembski. Uh, 14-7. Bombers over the Calgary Stampeders as Week 12 is underway. Tomorrow, Hamilton. Tiger Cats in Toronto play the Argos. And then BC is the uh, post-Nathan Rourke era begins forever how long that's going to be michael o'connor will start a quarterback against the saskatchewan rough riders back half of their home and home and then the back half of the home and home on saturday edmonton elks against the ottawa red blacks a game you can catch right here of course on 6 30 jet 3 30 is countdown to kickoff five o'clock is the kickoff with uh brendan escott blake dermott morley scott and yours truly and i would be dave campbell and for reed wilkins tonight and tomorrow wilkie is back on Monday, 4-4, Jays and Sox in the top of the fifth inning. The Jays uh, currently in the second wildcard spot, a half a game up on the Seattle Mariners who are in the third spot and a game back of the Tampa Bay, or one and a half games back of the, uh, no, one game back, sorry, of the uh, Tampa Bay Rays for the first wildcard uh, spot in the American League. Uh, Women's World Hockey Championships uh, beginning today, successful uh, start for Canada as they beat uh, they beat uh, Finland by a score of four to one, and uh, they will play Switzerland next in a couple of days. You know, it's uh, I wouldn't say it's quiet. I mean, news is kind of sports news is kind of trickling in a little bit. You know, especially with the NHL. Of course, CFL's hot and heavy, and of course, we cover the Elks and the CFL on this station. But you know, this is this time of year. Uh, it gives us a chance to talk to the people that we just love to talk to because sometimes during the busy time, we, we don't because we just, you know, we follow where the stories are. And of course, when the Oilers are going and the Elks are going, uh, especially at the same time, but the Oilers especially, um, we are riding that wave big time. But it's always nice when it's a little slower to just, uh, you know, message some of our favorite people, Reed and I, and just say, hey, want to come on and talk? And Andrew Walker, how gracious of him, the uh, host of the Hedge podcast, uh, said, yeah, Dave, I'll talk to you. And he joins us now. Hey, Walks, how you doing? Hey, good, Dave. Always always good to be on. I, uh, I, I want to I come on when it's, when it's busy. I want to come on when they sign a Vander Kane. No, I, I, uh, I'm, always, I'm always happy to come on and, uh, and chat with you guys, you and, uh, you and Reed as well. Well, you know, we would take you on any time. Of course we would, right? But uh, you know how it you is. For, you, you, forgot you, kinda... I, you forgot I was alive. That's, that's the only thing. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, it, it has been a while. And for you, I mean, uh, you know, you, you've, you've crafted this, uh, this podcast called The Hedge. And, you know, and we're talking to more people who have done this kind of thing. Like I said, a couple of weeks ago, Dan O'Toole uh, and he and Ian Reed are good friends. And uh, he has the Boomsies podcast. But... Uh, Tell us about your podcast. Well, you know, I, I had a um, a long career in in sports talk and and sports media, and man, like I I love radio and I and I love TV, and um, you know, I I thought I was pretty good at it, and 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 I'm not necessarily an old man yet either, but you know, just the way uh, the industry is gone, and you know, I think every every conglomerate knows this and you know this as well um 
if uh, you know listenership has changed and demographics have changed a, a, a little bit, and everyone's trying to get younger and everyone's trying to get cheaper, and um, you know if you if you have a, a career and you make too much money or whatever, you're kind of in a tricky spot, especially with COVID. So anyway, I wrapped up my career. I got let go at Sportsnet uh, about uh, 18 months ago or so, and uh, it's tough, man. It's you know honestly like like you know speaking as a human, there's a big time loss of identity when you kind of give your whole sure. um, cur- cur- you know your whole life and all your energy goes into trying to be the best radio host or the you know the you can be and and uh, getting to experience a lot of different things and work in a lot of different markets and and you know what I, I, I took some time and I evaluated it and, and um, just wasn't uh, wasn't necessarily ready to uh, let that go because I, I I still love what I do and I love that aspect and and while consumption sometimes has changed you know I think people are listening to radio a little bit less they're you know watching TV a, a little bit less um, I think that the thirst for those sports convos and and the news and opinion I don't think it's gone anywhere um, so anyway uh, long story short I started a podcast called The Hedge you can find it on. Spotify and Apple and YouTube and it's uh, you know we we do it every day uh, Monday to Friday it uh, you know we, we talk about the sports that are going on uh, we have you know great interviews um, uh, Reed has actually been on the show before when the others are on their little playoff run there and and yeah. uh, and then we and then we delve into the world of, uh, of fantasy sports and sports betting as well it's not the main component but I but I've thought for a long time that you know, why is the NFL so big? It's because of fantasy football and, and gambling, right? And I, and I think the NFL kind of was first on that scene, but all the other sports, I think, are, are following along, hockey included. And, uh, you know, and, and and I love that, right? Like, being in the media, I stopped being a fan a long time ago, but, like, hi, man, I, I if I bet on Steph Curry to hit five threes, you bet your ass I'm watching the Golden State game, right? So I, I really think that's yeah. the way that sports is, is going. And so I was excited to kind of delve into that. And so, yeah, the hedge has been running for about five months. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's just our, our, my little show, a little podcast. Again, it's on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. You know, and it's funny when, when you talked about how things have kind of changed in the pandemic. And, um, you know, I mean, for Reed and I, I remember being – frightened the day of uh what was it i think it was march 11th 2020 right and going oh, yeah. in I, to work I, the next I day and going it, i remember it well yep i just was I, I i think out of my out of all events in my career uh that was the moment i was the most afraid uh because it's like we're in sports and we're gonna lose everything right like we're losing everything for who knows how long right then nothing's going yeah. on um but what we found and I think this is true even now, and I think it was maybe always true, but uh, but even through, you know, that early part of, of the pandemic, I mean, we asked anyone that wanted to come on the show, and they would, no one would say no. I mean, everyone just wanted to talk at that point, and I think that's the one thing that I think reinforces uh, for me is that, you know, whether it's, you know, radio, whether it's on a podcast forum, there are people that still want to tell their stories and, and, and just talk and 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 you know be heard and be kind of like that you know be that something for someone else kind of thing yeah i i think so and you know i I do think there's a thirst for that um you know not to get overly political but i don't i don't i don't think that's changed i i think that there's a lot of amazing people and storytellers and media and sports media and and they have a lot to give there's a lot of really good people that are 
you know, out of work right now, I think, um, and, and, I, and I do think people crave that content. Now, has the consumption changed a little bit? Sure, right? It's just like, um, you know, it's unfortunately, and I still love reading the newspaper, man, but newspapers went down this road um, 10, 15, 20 years ago, and people get mm-hmm. their news from Twitter. They get it online, and, you know, and now I, I think a lot, you know, people get their little sports content from podcasts. They get it from social media. They get it from TikTok, right? Um, you know, I, I don't know a whole lot of, you know, 18-year-olds that were listening to my show on AM radio, uh, even if it was a, a really, really good show. Um, and unfortunately, I, I think that, you know, in, in Canadian media, there there's a bit of, you know, a monopolistic type of thing. And, and you know, we've seen... We've seen Bell look really callous. We've seen Rogers look really callous, and you know, and and sometimes it's just about the the bottom line, and and it, it's just a, it's just been a really um, sad road to to watch unveil. And COVID didn't didn't help anything. Um, mm. I thought it it amplified, like you said, the the storytellers, but um, it really became about about money, and it, it's you know, it's just been it's been tough to, to watch. So, what's really grabbed you this summer, and what's been kind of uh kind of caught your attention uh in the summer i know we came off of a pretty thrilling stanley cup playoff you know the cfl season's been pretty hot uh jays have been fun to watch again lately uh what's really grabbed your attention well a few things i mean i i think um you know we got spoiled with uh the first battle of alberta in 31 years which is crazy that it was that long and now while the series was a little underwhelming as a whole I thought it was crazy and I thought it was fascinating and you know people in in Edmonton they don't mind that it was wasn't a seven game series they were happy to just stomp what was probably I mean going into that series looking back on it I I thought Calgary's a a better coach better structured better goaltending team I kind of thought Calgary's going to win that series and then Edmonton and Connor McDavid and they just they just forced Calgary to play their game and they just like murdered them five games. It was amazing. Right. And so since that Mm -hmm. time, I think, I think the flames have just been, I mean, what a fascinating story. So they lose to their, their provincial rivals in five and then Gaudreau holds them hostage and leaves for Columbus of all places. And then in the (laughs) same, in the same breath, Matthew Kachuk's like, Hey, you know, I'll sign my QO, but uh, I'll be honest, I'm out of here guys. So they have to trade him. And what does Bradshaw Living do? Well, he turns all that mess, like, like what a mess. People are saying they need to rebuild. It's over. He turns all of that into Mackenzie Weger and Jonathan Huberto and a big Huberto extension and Nazem Kadri. And all of a sudden, uh, Calgary is right there. And you could even argue they're better than they were a year ago. I'm not sure about that. But the Battle of Alberta is alive and well. The Oilers stunned me by re-signing Evander Kane. I didn't think that was going to be a thing. Uh, they get Jack Campbell. Um, so all of a sudden, these are two of the top five teams in the West. So, so I, I think down in Calgary, um, that's been an amazing story to follow. Um, the CFL has had a tough couple of years, as you know, and I think yeah. that Nathan Rourke is the biggest story. I don't I hate that he got hurt, but I think he's the biggest story in about two decades. I remember, and you remember this too, it was even before Johnny Manziel was, was um, even considered to come to the CFL, but I always mm-hmm. thought, 
I always thought this guy wasn't going to work in the NFL, but God, would he work in the CFL. And to me, this was like the white whale. This would be like rocket Ishmael again, like coming, you know, coming from Notre Dame. Um, I thought yeah. he would be like the perfect CFL quarterback. And then he came to the CFL and, and couldn't do it. Of course, we've seen that story a ton of times. I feel embarrassed that I even got too caught up in it. But Nathan Rourke to me is like everything I dreamed that Johnny Manziel could, could be in the <laughs> CFL and he's Canadian. So man, I, really enjoyed watching that um and then the, the blue jays are fascinating as well you touched on it um they're kind of still hovering around that 12 games above 500 um they're gonna make the playoffs i, I think it, it's not 2015 so people have trouble jumping in with both feet i was covering that team in 2015 with the bat flip but uh, man i think it's been a great summer for sports and like you said uh i, I can't wait for hockey too because edmonton and calgary it's been an arms race it's great to see and they only play each other three times, which I think is the travesty of the whole upcoming season. They only play each other three times. Maybe I maybe that makes the if they meet again in the playoffs, maybe it makes it better. I don't know. But yeah, I, I don't quite I don't quite understand that either. Yeah, and you know, it, I mean, the storylines are plenty. I mean, Nazem Kadri is going to want to talk to Evander Kane first game, and Evander Kane will go, okay, because <laughs> that's just how he is. And yeah, um, yeah. I just love the saltiness of the of the battle is is, is back in some ways, and it's in a di- it's going to be told in a different way, you know. And um, you know, Jonathan Huberdo and and Nazem Kadri, and and you know, you got the Oilers who haven't, you know, they they got Jack Campbell, but they kind of re loaded with with their own guys but if you put them together like if you you line them up side by side is it obvious who's better right now well yeah i, I don't i don't know if it is like, like i said like i was really impressed with how calgary played last season um and like that top line was i think the best line in, in hockey with kachuk and lindholm and gaudreau but Going into this year, I would have thought, like, hey, they, they call it a career season because it happens once. Like, do I think Johnny Gaudreau is going to get 115 points again? No. Um, I love Matthew Kachuk. Um, you know, I, I, I think he's a bit, of a, a bit of a unicorn in that sense. He's a tough guy to give up. But is he going to get 100 points again? I don't know, man. That's a, that's a yeah. big figure. Um, but I, I, I really like the way they played. Markstrom was a, was a Vezina finalist. And again, I thought that they would beat Edmonton in a hard-fought series, and it was not even close. Uh, if anything, the biggest red flag for Calgary came in the game they won because they gave up a, a four-goal lead, right, in game one of that yeah. series. So, uh, so it's 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 tough. I mean, I think the blue line. I mean, the blue line and the, and the goaltending. Uh, the Oilers closed the gap with Campbell, but I still think you know with with Weger and Hannafin and Rasmus Anderson and. Um, like and Jacob Markstrom, I think that's such a really good back end, and I think up the middle they're really defensively responsible with Lindholm and Michael Backlund and Nazem Kadri. Um, but you know the nuclear arms of of Dreitzidel and McDavid, and I think Evan Bouchard's going to have a, a hell of a year this year, and Hyman and Kane for a full year. It, it's I mean I I know I'm I'm just dancing around it. It's tough to pick, right? And it is. Yeah. Because the Oilers one in five, I will give them the benefit of the doubt. Like you're the you know you're the champ of the Battle of Alberta until you're not. 
um, for sure. And and like McDavid just took their their lunch money last last year. It was it was yeah. insane to watch. But um, it was so it I, was it was it yeah. was him and Drysaddle, and also I mean I think another factor too. And you mentioned Markstrom. Markstrom was not good at all in that series and Mike Smith was far superior which if you would have said that at the beginning of the series you would go are you, are you nuts saying that that that's going to happen that way but Jacob Markstrom versus yeah. the Oilers he was not very good last year <laughs> well Smith was Smith was given up for a game and gave up arguably the worst goal in the history of the Stanley Cup playoffs thank God Edmonton won yeah. that game and he still was by far the better goalie in the series right so that told you a lot and and Smith, like, no one was in a huge hurry to bring Mike Smith back in Edmonton this year. So, um, And they still made the conference finals. So I, I think if, if, if Jack Campbell can just give the Oilers steady, above-average goaltending without the big swings, uh, I, think, I think Edmonton's going – like, if they're confident with their guy in their crease, Edmonton's going to be super scary next year. Andrew, always great to chat with you and catch up. Uh, all the best with the Hedge Podcast, and uh, we'll have you on again soon, okay? Hey, thanks, Dave. Anytime, man. That is Andrew Walker, uh, former radio personality and podcast host of The Hedge, and uh, worked in the Vancouver market, Calgary market, knows the Battle of Alberta very, very well. And the Travis, he's the only play three times. That's not fair. Uh, anyway, we digress. 17-8 now, Bombers in front of the Calgary Stampeders early in the second quarter. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right, so Cody Grace had a 74-yard punt single, and Mark Leggio has booted a 32-yard field goal. So the Bombers up 17-8 on the Stampeders with just under 10 minutes to play Elks and Red Blacks on Saturday. Uh, officially out is Manny Arsenal. Of course, we knew that a couple days ago on the sixth team with a high ankle sprain. Tony Washington is out as well with a next uh, neck injury. Don't know which injured list he'll be on. One game or six game, we'll find that out tomorrow. David Beard uh, returns. Uh, what, four games? Four or five games for one coming back after a uh, break in his ankle. Day two of training camp. I thought he played his best game as an elk last Friday in that 30 to 12 win over the Ottawa Red Blacks. We'll hear from Deron Carter as it's gambling for Wilkins this week on 6:30. Chad Inside Sports. Glad you have chosen to join the ride. 